A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, welcome back. This is Golf is Ruining My Life, and that's Tom Price, and his life, and that's Tom Green, I reckon. Oh, it blooming well is, my man. It absolutely 100% is. <laughs> Your friend and mine, me. Um, so, a bit of context on how we're doing the show this week. Um, we're doing it the night before we release it, so it's completely last minute. That's the first thing. Um, it's late, and I'm terrible in the evenings. Oh, are terrible. you? Oh, mate, I just, I just wilt. It's uh, half past 8 p.m. <laughs> uh, of an evening and that is well it's it's it's, it's half an hour to my bedtime if I'm honest um, but listen I'll, I'll power through because golf will keep me awake but the only way we can actually be hashtag relevant and hashtag up to date broadcasters is yeah. by doing this at the moment because this was the sad thing about last week's podcast we recorded it I think six days before it came out and within half an hour of us finishing the podcast yeah. you text me of- going oh well that's completely out of date now just live announcements dropping left, right and centre. At least, hopefully, there's no more live announcements in the next, say, 12 hours or so because the latest live announcement is, a uh, for me, it's a heartbreaker because I love my Brooksy. I love him. Brooks Kepka, live. He's there. He's followed the money. He's followed the money. He's not followed the, the honour and the game and no. proper competitive golf. He's followed the money. And, and who, can, who can blame him, Tom? I am not going to judge a millionaire for wanting to become a millionaire. Why would I do that? Uh- have you seen the PGA news today that has literally landed in the last 10 minutes? No, 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 no. Oh, my God. We're break- you're breaking news to my face as we speak. Go, hit me. You, you're going to love this. This is big. This is literally just broken. Oh, breaking. In a direct response to Live Golf, the PGA Tour will begin holding eight no-cut special events with a £20 million purse oh, my for the God. top 50 in the FedEx standings beginning in the 23 season. Oh. It's basically the same thing. Oh, they've just stolen the format. Just stolen the idea. It's slightly less money per event, and you don't get the big signing on fee for joining the PGA. I don't think even there is a signing on fee when you join the PGA. You just go. You mean the, just... Uh, the, the the Phil Mickelson two hundred million or whatever it was. Yeah, whatever. It was. I mean, we all know that um, Dustin got one hundred twenty five million. So I don't know whether the players are going for the purses or they're going for that signing on money. Do you know what I mean? What are they get? What would you put yourself in their position? Because come on, these guys are getting. Ian Poulter gets private jets everywhere. He's got enough money. If he's and this is what John Rahm was saying in the interviews during the U.S. Open, I've got enough money to see me out. So so and there is no glory to be got there. Maybe you know, maybe I find myself defending them, which is not where I've been before. It just maybe they just want to play a different form of the game. Maybe they're bored. You know, maybe they're bored of 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 the cut and four day tournaments. Maybe they want to do something that is a bit IPL. You know, it is a little bit um, the hundred in cricket that does take the format and jazz it up a bit. Maybe that's just honestly what they want to do. This is crazy. We've sort of switched positions on this in a week. Oh, no, I still think they're absolute monsters for doing it. But yeah, yeah, I, I don't think they're monsters. I wouldn't call them monsters. And I, me and you differ 
on the money thing whereas i know you're sort of you you sort of frown on the amount of money they've been given whereas i don't i think you should make as much money as you want i don't care about that but what i found quite strange was watching the us open a few days ago Mm. uh, and watching matt Matt fitzpatrick win that (laughs) and just how how amazing that whole tournament was it was just beautifully done and it had significance and it had heritage and it was interesting and you got that really exciting last few holes on sunday and i just don't want that to go i don't want that to disappear and i worry that it will and it will become diluted through these two tournaments going head to head you're looking at a 15 year old version of the leaderboard today when you watch the live you know, you look at that leaderboard now and you've got these incredible... I honestly, and I've said this before on the podcast, even before Liv became the dominating uh, topic, back in the day when the dominating topic was my three-wood. Um, <laughs> why that isn't trending on Twitter, I don't know. Um, but but even then I was saying, these great players coming through now, and I was including Brooksy in that, and I know he's been there for a while, but but you've got your Cam Smiths, you've got your uh, Fitz... Zalatoris, uh, mm. uh, um, oh God, I, you, know, you can go on. Uh, Ram, all these, yeah, they're all man, there. all they're all there, just just absolutely brilliant. Marikawa, it just goes on and on and on. And this whole generation is like it reminds me of when I first used to watch golf in the nineties, and there was Faldo and Els and Langer and Woosnam, and I just loved all these personalities and these characters. I really got into it. And then when Tiger came along, it got a bit dull. Exciting in the sense to see arguably the greatest sportsman of our lifetime but it got a bit dull and now there's just these just these awesome i'm just so interested in the soap opera and to walk away from that melting pot of the finest golfers in the world to walk away from that so you can just go and sit next door and get more money i just find that absolutely bananas the only let's be honest the only reason people are doing it is because there's loads of money and less competition there is less competition none of the how badly did they all do all those guys did crap at the US Open. Yeah, I think the only way this is now going to work is I think the PGA is going to have to open themselves up to allowing people to play on more than one tour. Or I don't know where this ends. Or we end up in a world where 50% of the best golfers are in one tour and 50% of the best golfers are in another tour. And then no win really counts. And I just, I would hate Jeez, that for be. I, I just don't want that to be what this ends up as, which mm-hmm. is you never actually see all the best golfers competing but it's, at bar it's, the majors. And what's so frustrating about that is a bit like when Rugby Union and Rugby League split. Uh, rugby League became professional much earlier than Rugby Union, but all the best players still really stayed at Rugby Union because um, it was it was a more popular form of the sport. And obviously Rugby League was massively popular in your neck of the woods, mate, but it was... Um, uh, mm. uh, Union was just bigger around the world and stuff um, and you got the feeling that people weren't going to league because the game was better they were just going to league because it was paid and yeah. it's a similar sort of thing it's not because the game is better it's because they're paid and I think this is the sad thing now is we're in a world where this is actually going to make the game worse yeah. because yeah. And, and I thanks don't, Greg I, Norman dildo well, he's I, getting revenge for the Masters in 96 that's what it is I don't put that 100% at Liv's door because the game is now getting worse because the PGA is going screw you it's one or the other and now you will never get all the best players 
on events outside majors because they're not allowed how, how come the pga didn't say and the, to an extent the dp tour didn't say to live all right we hear you we see you you know and everyone knows the dp tour was looking into saudi stuff as well and, and did was involved with saudi backed stuff yeah it's dubai money it's money mm. from yeah it's united arab emirates money so it's this it's the same thing where we spoke about the man city sponsorship it's that side of the world but it's not saudi and it's definitely yeah, and not it, Saudi-backed. The Saudi regime is abhorrent compared to the Bonkers, Dubai regime, yeah, being, being just, no doubt about that. But um, it's still, the point I'm sort of inching my way towards making is I don't understand why there wasn't just a general forum where the three tours, let's call Liv, let's give Liv the honour of being a tour, just met up and went, right, what's, what do you want to do? Okay, 2024 is the earliest we can maybe fit you in for a couple of events and we'll go for you know what i mean and it is that belligerence and that stubbornness that um is problematic for pga and and has caused a lot of the players to be uh angry towards the uspga because they see the uspga as having a monopoly which it does have it has a monopoly yeah. um yeah. so and, and breaking monopolies is obviously no bad thing but um fuck i just want to watch some golf <laughs> yeah it's it's all so much now and it's getting so deep and you are you're right it's they didn't want to talk about it because, frankly, until Dustin Johnson signed on the dotted line, it wasn't a thing. No. No, it wasn't, it's was it? It's become a Dustin thing Johnson over, overnight. Yeah. No wonder the PJ Tour were like, who the hell do you think you are saying you can take over golf by offering money? This won't happen. Mm. Cue two months down the line. Oh, my God, it, the sport's completely changed. So I'm not surprised they didn't talk. Mm. Um let's just really dwell on oh, the US Open God. let's just really just just have a moment just to enjoy just to just to remember that lovely warm weekend long bath that was the US Open what a triumph like it's in many ways the perfect golf watching experience a little bit of jeopardy a Brit triumphs at the end uh, the course was really difficult McElroy had a bit of a charge McElroy's back man he's back and he's he's doing business again just just the whole thing was a delight wasn't it I want McElroy to win so much now because I think it's such a mental hurdle for him. He's really struggling to get it together on the Sunday. And what's sort of strange about McElroy's game this weekend was what McElroy normally does is screws it up on a Thursday, makes yeah. it a bit better on a Friday, and pulls it together by the Sunday. Yeah. Whereas this weekend he oh, performed amazingly. Up, yeah, yeah, and then it fell apart on on Sunday. Completely fell apart on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, he came in the end, he was what tied fifth. So was Morikawa. And Morikawa had an absolute shocker of a round, didn't he? His, was it his third round? Morikawa's third round was absolutely demented. Yeah, this Colin Morikawa is all over the place at the moment. I remember <laughs> when he, he won, didn't he win the the Open last year at St. George? I well, think I, he did. I, I was there. I, was, I went to the yeah. second day of that and he walked, I swear to you, Tom, within. Uh, within a nine iron club not actual the length you hit a nine iron the nine iron club of me within a golf club of me he was so close wow. it was just him and I had no it was day one and I didn't know who he was particularly and uh, he, he grinned he looked me right in the eye and he grinned from ear to ear maybe he was a Torchwood fan I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah one of the ten he, he, there you go I found him and uh, I was like <laughs> he's cool who's that guy Morikawa and he was like two over at that time or, or you know he wasn't doing anything special because he'd only just started it was day one um, so I've always had a soft spot for him since then and uh, I just I loved his swing I love the way he moves the golf ball around yeah it's very cool but he's gone off the boil at the moment um, well, Rory, mate, he's just come fifth in the US Open. That's hardly off the boil. Yeah, no, I know. This is the this is the hard thing with the with the sport is anyone that doesn't come first, I 
don't believe they get as much credit as they should. And that's reflected in what Rory said. Another major where I've come top five, but it's meaningless. And it is true. It is meaningless. You only remember the winner. So you can get as many top fives as you want, but that doesn't get you into the history books. What gets you into the history books is crossing the line on the Sunday and making it happen. Like Matt Fitzpatrick's um, iron out of the bunker well, it's on 18. Shot. It's an iconic shot. When, you know, t- you show me, right? When is li- the live tour going to have an iconic shot? Yeah, it... <sighs> it's not. It's not going to have an iconic no, shot because you can't do iconic things when you're just winning big money tournaments. When you're winning the US Open, the high, the prestige and the reputation of that tournament, the toughest tour, it's the toughest major because the course is always a bitch. And you're hitting a, a ball out of the bunker on the last with a caddy who's played, uh, who's never won a major in 40 years. And you're unbelievable. And, you're there, and you're there to win, to, to seal the idea of winning, the concept of winning the um, amateur or the youth, whatever one it was he won, and the US Open. Like, it's just the live is never going to have all that depth and complexity and deliciousness it's not it's like comparing wine to coca-cola it's just never gonna it's never gonna have all the the prestige it just isn't but sorry but to caveat that would be to say that it's not trying to battle the opens it's not trying That's to true. battle the majors well, you know no. can you name an iconic shot from the bmw last year or can you name an <laughs> yeah. iconic shot from the players uh, i mean I those say, are yeah that's a good point those yeah. are well-known those are well-known events on those tours and you probably can't what? but i don't i want to i want to sort of stay away from the live thing now because i feel like we've we've yeah my it. fault i did that i'm obsessed with it but i do yeah. want to say to you i do want to say to you and it, maybe this is our question of the week what is your most iconic shot that you've hit Oh wow! There you go. Have you got one? Um, I yeah, I played when I played the rolls of Monmouth a couple of weeks ago. I hit a three words from two forty, and it went it went to about six feet, and it was my dad, my late dad's favourite hole. And so to get wow. on a par five in two and have an eagle putt, which of course I missed, um, <laughs> on my dad's favourite hole, my dad's favourite course, that felt pretty iconic. That was a good yeah. moment. That was a nice moment. Um, that's the first one that springs to mind. What about you? I don't really have one. I can't. I, the only ones that pop into my mind are great irons on par threes. That par three with you when I was about two foot away. Oh my or God. I, I, it was less than two. It was less. No, no, no. Don't understand. It was, it was less than two feet. I mean, we were talking inches away from a hole in one. Yeah, it was bonkers. My favorite. No, my favorite ever shot was I played a corporate golf day at Goodwood. Um, there's a there's a there's a golf course at Goodwood, and I I, I was the I was the first tee off on that day, and <sighs> there was a load of blokes behind me <sighs> who I've never met before, and <laughs> I stuck a seven iron to about an inch, <gasps> and I won. It was nearest to the pin on the oh. opening hole, and I oh. won nearest to the pin. Yeah, that's um, iconic. See, that's iconic. I felt I, I I felt like I had the biggest cock in the world. Uh, when have you had the biggest cock? That's not right. When have you hit the most iconic shot of your life? The Toms at golfersruiningmylife.co.uk. Get in touch with us uh, and let <laughs> us know. If you want to let us know about the cock situation as well, I'm sure if you look through the junk mail, Tom, you'll find those as well. There'll be one or two knocking about, won't there? Of course. Uh, there's always a couple of cocks no- uh, knocking about. Talking of which, we're not going anywhere. Um, we're going to stop for some ads. Hey! There you go. We're going to stop for some ads. Then we'll be back with more, well, just more reasons why golf is ruining our lives, yes? Hold on. And I've got better stuff than that. I, I did one of my favourite things I've ever done recently, and it involves golf, and it is free, and anyone can do it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, that was the ads. We've moved on from the Open. Any, any other closing business on the US Open, uh, Tom, before we begin part two of this week's Golf is Ruining My Life? Anything else, or are we done there? No, I loved it. It was a joy to watch. Matt Fitzpatrick winning was amazing. Mm-hmm. His caddy, who I can't remember his name of, who's been playing for years, you yeah. could see how much it meant to him. It yeah. was just it was just really nice. Yeah. I, I did want a playoff, though. I would have been happy with a playoff. Well, it nearly was. Zalatoris just missed out. Uh, Billy Foster is the name of the caddy, by the way. And just yes. brilliant to see Billy Foster uh, bursting into tears. All the, the the flag kissing that he did. I love. It reminds me of the um, the bow. Uh, that happened last year with Matsuyama at the Masters. Oh, his caddy. Hideki Matsuyama Aww. at the Masters, yeah, yeah. His ca- as his caddy, as Matsuyama's caddy bowed at Augusta National, I uh, bought myself a pair of Puma golf shoes uh, for 120 quid because that's how much I won because I bet on him. It was just a lovely moment. It was a lovely <laughs> moment. Um, all right, so how is your golf? Is it still ruining your life? Um, no, because I did something yesterday in golf that filled my heart with love. Okay. Did you did you teach a child the joy of golf? No, I didn't. Did you better? Did okay, okay, okay. Did you um filled your heart with joy? And was it on a golf course? Yes. Were you playing with other people? I wasn't playing. You weren't playing, but you were on a golf course. Should I tell you? You need to tell me. Yesterday, I attended regional <gasps> open qualifying. We talked about this before. Yes, yes, yes. How did he get on? I absolutely loved it. Tell I had everything. such a nice day. So let me just talk to you about how qualifying for the open works. So anyone could apply to be in the open. Ooh, there, Tommy boy. Uh, sorry, just to pop up at this point in the podcast. Old me's wrong. Not anyone can be in the open qualifying you've got to have a scratch handicap or be a professional, like a PJ professional. So not anyone. If you're off 18 and a hacker, you can't. Anyway, back to the podcast. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. You pay your money, you go to open qualifying. Open qualifying happens over, I think, about 14 courses across the UK. Yeah. And it happens all day. So there's you, it's the tee times all that day are filled and it's mostly three balls and you go out and you just shoot as low as you can go. And normally about... 10, um, 10 people per event get through to final qualifying. Yep. Okay? Yep. So then those 14, uh, 14 courses get reduced to four mm-hmm. and you then go to qualifying and then I think it is about like two golfers from each of those finals go through to play in the open. Right. So it's just lads battling it out. And, and I went along to go and watch Peter Finch. Yes. That was my original thing to go and watch YouTube golf with Peter Finch who I know a little bit. Go and watch him and support him. And um, it's amazing. You just turn up at this golf course and it's sort of semi, um, a semi-prepared event, but obviously it's not ticketed. Mm. So you just walk onto the golf course as if you're playing <sighs> and then you go, yep, Peter's on hole five. So you just walk your way down and there's probably about 10 people watching each each oh. um, each tea time and you just walk around the golf course and watching see, amazing golfers. Did he give you a little, hi Tom? 
yeah yeah yeah. I, I followed him and then he came as a we had a nice chat and i followed him around for a little bit and then I'm, i met my friend who i don't know too well but he's, he's a friend of a friend and i've played with him a few times called matthew lever yeah. and he was he was playing he was playing um as well and he got down to a playoff hole seven golfers battling out for one spot and that's one spot to get to the next round of open qualification that's one spot to get through to the next round and then the next round is two rounds of golf yeah lower score goes through oh my lord and how many wow okay hang on so the next round is two rounds of golf lower score so one person goes through on the next round so at this point we've got seven people battling out to be in a big group with two rounds lower score goes through to the open correct so he was battling out for the final spot which would have been which would have put him spot 10 out of 10 yeah and then that's spot 10 out of 10 from one golf course so then when it goes to regional there'll be regional final there'll be all those regions which get put to one bigger region and then there's about 40 golfers or whatever who battle it out over two rounds 18 in the morning lunch 18 in the afternoon and did you stay for the whole day did you watch all 36 no, because that's 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 next week. Oh, that's next so week. Sorry, finals sorry, sorry. next week. Fine, fine, fine. So this was just regional yeah, okay. qualifying. So I just ate just one round. And how did Peter go on? Peter shot um, seven over, which wasn't enough. You, the playoff started at one over, and it was a hard day. The how, best yes. score was minus three. Lordy, lordy, lordy. But how does it look? Tell me about the course. Is it tight? Is it is the rough bigger? The greens like kitchen floors. What's going on? Yeah, so it was at Fairhaven Golf Club in the northwest, which is a very well thought of golf club mm. on that stretch of coastline, which has your Royal Lithams, mm-hmm. your Royal Liverpools, your Liverpool Old Links, uh, your, your St. Anne's Old Links, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it was a beautiful linksy golf course. It was in great condition. My God, it was long. Really? Um, oh, really? was so they're off the tight. blue tees, right? They're off the championship. Oh, they're th- far back as you can go. <laughs> Um, so it's right right at the tips they're firing it out and yeah. it's just great because you get to watch all these lads are quality quality golfers and there's no you, there's no ropes up so you're just standing on the tee with them watching them play and it's it's a really nice intimate golf experience that's free that anyone can go and watch oh, that will give you a real nice insight into some proper level golf well that's the thing I love this because you know I've spent a weekend watching a, some pro golf on telly and I already feel my golf has got better for several reasons yes. main one being when things go wrong my god they're so calm apart from Rory and the uh, and the um, bunker but mm. generally oh, speaking yeah. <laughs> the way that pros take it on the chin and go right it's gone left okay fine you know the, watching them fuck up is what I'm trying to say makes you feel better because you think oh right oh fine they screw up they fix it so I need to learn how to fix it and did you get that sense when you're watching these guys obviously they look amazing and it goes well but I'm really interested in what happens when it goes wrong and how they respond it never felt like it went wrong for them mm. if that makes sense when you when someone shoots seven over like pete did and he shot four over over the last i think three or four holes because ah. he was chasing he just right. gunned it because he, he knew he, he wasn't he wasn't going to make the cut so he just thought you know the only way i'm going to win here is if i really push so they you're right you you never see them their heads never go even when they were in the rough and a lot of them found the rough a lot of the time mm. They, the shots out were just controlled and they put them on the green oh. and it was a level of golf I've never seen watching those boys play really? and so the ball flight is it that thing where it goes and then sort of goes up again yeah the ball flight was good it was it wasn't it wasn't the sort of experience you get when 
and I've ne- I've never been to a proper golf event, so I've never been to a, a Masters or an Open or whatever. We need to we need to fix that. We need to sort that. Yeah, out. no, I know. I need to go so bad. But you you see those guys and people talk about the ball flight being another thing. I didn't get that from this experience, but what I did get was watching lads who every shot is what you would consider to be the best shot of your round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything was just unreal. Their chipping was so tight. Yeah. It was fantastic and the putting you, was brilliant and did you give out when you're standing on the tee and they just drilled a 300 yard drive do you give out a little shot what do you what do you do what's your what's your chat little little um hand applause little one of these nice and, and what nice. do they do they give a little thank you very much thank you or do they not say no anything? it's it's weird because peter's got a bit of an online following so he had a following mm. whereas most of the golfers it's just your mum <laughs> What was my mum doing? You know, she hates golf. What? Oh god! Yeah, well, why does she come along? Sally. So it's not really a not really a thing. But my friend Nick Cunningham, who is my friend, who's a professional, he plays on the Euro Pro Tour. He's at Woburn. He won his first Euro Pro Tour event last year, uh, last week. Amazing! Amazing! Thirteen thousand pounds in the bank, which oh, is wow. massive. Wow! He has got through to regional finals. Okay. So there is a chance, my friend Nick could find himself in the open this year you are going if he does that yeah i would hope so i know his manager and i know him i'd love to go but from what i understand of this experience is every man and his dog yeah turns to the whoever gets through to the open and goes oh will you get me in it is amazing it's an amazing experience and st andrews as well for 150 um i've talked before on this podcast about my the best day of my life was going to watch the open last year at st george's like beth bought me this experience for a birthday present for my 40th then the pandemic happened and it was delayed and i'm quite open in saying to my wife you've given me two children i've married you we've had great holidays going to see the open of st george's was the best day of my life and she accepts that why was it so good what stood out for you the fact that the you're surrounded by other people who are as mentally deranged about golf as you are so you feel like you're with your people (laughs) Guys, we're all nuts, aren't we? Yeah, we are. I don't know why we're so obsessed with this sport. Me neither. Oh, oh we love it. it. Yeah, exactly. Is it ruining your life? Yeah, 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 massively. You should listen to a podcast. <laughs> hey, I've heard it's good. Um, so there's a bit of that going on. The fact that you, you, it's, it's. I would really recommend going on a Thursday or Friday uh, because if you go on the weekend, there's a lot more people watching a lot less golfers. Whereas if you go Thursday or Friday before the cut, I don't care how they're doing. I don't care if, you know, I, I saw Ernie Els last year. I walked out of our little bit where we could have our coffees and, uh, I stood there and there was a little crowd and I was like, oh, I know what's going on here. And then Ernie Els, the icon from the 90s who I tried to base my swing on, who I'm obsessed with, who I just adored. And I used to watch avidly into the night playing off in the US Open or the Masters when I was a kid. And he was just there. He was just there playing golf. And he, and the, the sound of the way they hit the ball and the crispness yeah. and the effortlessness. Another experience with Justin Thomas hit um, off the first tee. Uh, he went left right to where uh, we were standing and he came and played a shot right in front of us he had a hoodie on at the time as well so I was you know I was trying to get securities to take him off the course but they wouldn't um, rightly so remove he, him yeah it's filth um, and he was just mag- it's magical magical he's in this thick rough and he gets a 9-9 hits a 9-9 at about 170 and he's a tiny guy man he's a small wiry looking bloke who just has this yeah. everything shifts his body almost morphs into a coil when he swings the club and there's no massive muscle there's no grunt there's no there's no popping vein on his forehead there's just streamlined effortless movement and the ball just does what he wants it to do and it's hypnotic you've got to go to a professional event you'll love it 
my friend Chris texted me while watching the Open on Sunday saying, I'm the same body type as Will Zalatoris, him, <laughs> not me. I'm more John Daly. Um, he said, why can't I hit the ball like that? And I was like, yeah. well, he finds the centre of the club face. I don't think he found <laughs> the club. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's just it doesn't. The striking's so good. How is your golf though? That's what we need to finish on today. We're running out of time. Come on, this is this is the thing we're here for. It's the golf therapy. Is it ruining your life or not? I've not played. I can't mm. get out. I can't get a goddamn minute. No. I can't get a goddamn Can you minute. Get some sort of portable radio studio that you could wheel around. Yeah, we're working. We're really working on I'm it. I'm sure we're, we're, Terry Wogan had one. Oh god, I'd, of course he did. Terry Wogan would have something like that and that is why I need it <laughs> the only thing that is happening is I'm hosting a golf event next Friday and I'm excited about that and I'm playing on a four ball with Fleur East ah Fleur East Fleur Fleur East <laughs> Rachel DJ. I didn't know you could do that voice and I've only just discovered it's episode one. 12 and I've just discovered you can do that voice Ridian <laughs> it's all from one. that era it's just that one area. Really? Yeah. Oh, nah. That's a double flush. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Yes. So that's my only golf news is I'm playing a golf event next Friday at the Mere. Uh, it's at the Mere. Okay. Um, um, yeah. All right. You, tell me about you. You've got news. I know you have. So uh, it's just, I, this is going to make you sick, just to warn you. It's it's the, okay. we're recording this on the summer solstice. It's the it's the the nights are long. The nights are glorious. My kids are getting older. I I get a text message from Amos who we've played with before. Have you played with Amos? Yes. Lovely, yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. Lovely guy. He's quite, he's a bit older, but he's the most zen, just the most chilled. He's super a, chilled golfer. Super chilled, really good golfer. I'm going up this evening for nine holes. I don't know if you're around. And I was like, oh, it's 5 p.m., 5.15. I just said to my wife, you know what? Did, is this, am I? And, you know, anyone with kids get, gets this. And she went, yeah, it's fine. I'll, I'll do bedtime. I'm going out tomorrow night. Um, she's out right now. Um, I'm going out tomorrow night. You you go. And I was like, oh my God, I'm playing golf. And we played with, it wasn't just me and Amos, mate. Don't say Jason. We played with Jason. Not Jason. We played with Jason. No! Jason! The old that- dog! Jason was a golfer me and Tom played golf with every single day last year. The summer of 2021, when you and I were both working just weekends, that's all we had in our lives, and we played golf. We didn't have any money, but we didn't have any pro- any problems. We played loads and loads of golf. And it, this is an interesting topic, because it is... The, there's a thing about Jason. He's a lovely guy, and I'm sure if I met him in normal life, I would like him. But on the golf course, he's so brilliantly zen and focused, and his chat is just right, and he's really nice, and he plays at a good pace. And he does all the things right. So he's just the most perfect person to play around a golf with. And I played really well, and I started badly. And the two of them, Amos and... they fe- It feels like, you know... Uh, stabilizers for a kid's bike they, those guys are my <laughs> golf stabilizers I had a round with them and by the end I was doing a thing with my hips I was bringing my arms through it and everything everything was sitting in place and I'm so primed for a round tomorrow I'm so excited and it's all because of I played with you're those playing two. tomorrow yeah of course I am. oh so much midweek golf yeah. right on that I'm going because <laughs> I'm going to get sad as golf ruined your life Golf's, the lack of golf is now ruining my life. <laughs> and don't even ask me if my club's turned up. I'm going. Oh, no, mate. You're kidding. It's not yet. Oh. The big old delay. Big old oh, delay. God. All right. Well, I f- want to go back to being poor and just playing golf every day. Yeah. Join us, mate. Join us. We have to eat the grass as we walk along, but it's fine. <laughs> I'll do as the cattle do, just to play golf. Uh, lots of love. See you next week. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, rate, review, subscribe, all those business. Any reviews you can write, really, really welcome. And uh, we'll be back next week with more Golf is Ruining My Life, won't we, Tom? Bye.